Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by lead pastor Dave Ferguson as we continue the series, What Do Christians Really Believe? Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Hello, community. It is great to be with all four expressions of our church at one time. Uh, the growing numbers of you who are joining us at our community locations in the city and the suburbs of Chicago, I want to say a big welcome to you. Uh, the thousands of you that are joining us through communityonline.tv, welcome to you. Uh, those of you in prison who are a full part of our church through Community Freedom, welcome. And also welcome to those of you who join us through micro-expressions of our church that we call 3C Communities. A big welcome to all. It is a great time to be a part of community. We are seeing so many brand new people showing up, perhaps more than ever in our history. Uh, so many of those people, young and old, saying yes to Jesus and finding their way back to God. It's a changing time for sure, but it is a great time to be a part of community. And I just want you to know, I am so grateful to be a part of this mission with each and every one of you. Well, we now find ourselves kind of fully into the Christmas season, right? I mean, we're getting towards the end of November, right? I mean, I started seeing Christmas stuff after Halloween. Actually, I started seeing advertising in stores like right after Labor Day, which is crazy. But the Christmas season is kind of this annual space of in-between. It's an in-between space for kids, big and small, because it's that in-between space where you know what you want for Christmas, but you still have to wait 34 days to get what you want for Christmas. And right now, we're in that in-between space. And for me, the in-between space of uh, dropping hints for my wife, hey, Sue, I want VR goggles for Christmas. Honey, VR goggles? And her getting me the virtual reality goggles for Christmas. And, and, and this in-between space, it's not something that only happens during the Christmas season. In fact, what we're gonna discover is that much of life is lived in the in-between space. For example, most of us have lived through a time when maybe you graduated from high school or college or even grad school, but you did not yet have a job. And the space between graduation and finding employment is an in-between space, and it's usually spent living in your parents' basement. Uh, also, many of us experience the in-between space of when you're in love, but not yet married. And the in-between space is often called engagement. Now, this applies to a lot of things. In fact, so much so, the philosophers call this in-between space a liminal space. And a liminal space is between what they describe as the now and the not yet. The space between the now and the not yet. And this word liminal comes from the Latin root limen, which means crossing over. And the liminal space is this crossing over space where you've left something behind, but you're not yet fully where you want or need to be. Now, I really want you to get this, so do me a favor. Hold your hands out kind of like this, okay? But make sure you keep them apart. Hold them out, but keep them apart. Doesn't matter which community expression, just everybody please do this right now. This will help make sense of what I'm talking about. Got it? We've all experienced a liminal space over the last couple of years. That's what the pandemic has created for us. This in-between space, a, a liminal space. Because the right hand is the now, the, the pandemic which continues from 2019 and 2020. And the left hand is the not yet, the time when the pandemic will be completely over. And what we've been stuck in is stuck living in this liminal space in between, the space of social distancing and mask wearing and vaccinations. 
All right, you can go ahead and put your hands down. <laughs> when you think about that in-between space, how many of you at some point have just said, I just want this to end? In fact, if somebody's near you right now, just turn to them. Just turn to them and say, I just want this to end. <laughs> if you're watching online, you can type in the chat. I just want this to end. I think all of us have said that. And the reason we want this to end is because we're living in this in-between, this liminal space. And when we exist in a liminal space, it can be very, very hard. Because in the in-between space, the liminal space, we have to navigate a mixture of emotions, frustration and anticipation, languishing and hopefulness. We feel fear and excitement. And it's because some days it seems like the thing that you're waiting on, it's never gonna happen. And other days it feels like it's practically already here. Now, the reason I'm telling you all this about the in-between space and this liminal space is because that's where we are in the story of what we believe in this series. This true story of King Jesus and his kingdom community you and I, we are currently living in a liminal space. We exist, as far as the story is concerned, in the in-between space. The very best of theologians refer to this liminal space that we are living in as the now and the not yet of the kingdom. Now, explain by, to explain what I mean by the now and the not yet of the kingdom, let me remind you, when Jesus walked among us, he came announcing in Mark chapter one, he said, the time has come, the kingdom of God is near. And Jesus was announcing that, that something was about to change in the world, that the kingdom of God was gonna break through to earth. Okay, what does that really mean? What's the kingdom of God? What's the kingdom of God? Well, the kingdom of God is the domain in which everything goes the way God wants it to go. It's the place where God totally reigns. Uh, the kingdom of God is the realm where everything that happens is God's will and his delight. Dallas Willard, brilliant thought leader theologian, he defined the kingdom of God this way, and I love this. He says this, where what God wants done is done. All right, maybe you wanna take a picture or jot a note on that one. Where what God wants done is done. I love that. So when Jesus announces the kingdom of God is near, he was telling people there is a way of life right now that can be lived, that's, that's eternal. There is a quality of life available that is experienced in heaven, but now can be experienced on earth. There's a life in which all human beings can flourish and it's available here and now. In fact, to make this point, look, look at Jesus' first teaching, his first teaching as he began his public ministry. This comes from Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, for he has anointed me, this is my calling, my ministry, to bring good news to the poor, he sent me to proclaim that the captives, those who are enslaved are gonna be released, that the blind are gonna see, that the press will be set free, that the time of the Lord's favor has come. It says he rolled up the scroll, which he was reading from Isaiah. That's what the scroll was. He handed it back to the attendant there in the synagogue and he sat down. And it says, all the eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. They're going, wow. Then Jesus began to speak. And he says this, the scriptures from Isaiah that you have just heard has been fulfilled, have been fulfilled this very day. Jesus was saying that in him, God's kingdom had come. 
that in Jesus, the restoration of God's dream for the world was now available to everybody. Then this would be good news to the poor that you're not gonna have to struggle any longer. This would be good news to those who are what he called captive. You're gonna find freedom. Good news to the blind, you're gonna, you're gonna be able to see. Good news to the oppressed, you're gonna be empowered. This kingdom of God has come. And Jesus is saying, check this out. He said, it's happening this very day. Not one day in the future, not eventually, not someday. He said it starts today. And look how the people responded. It says there in verse 22, they were amazed. They were excited. I mean, think about it. How would you have responded? If this is true, this is awesome. They all wanted to see that happen. But time out. All right, time out. Because at this point, if you're with me, you have to be thinking, but hold on. If Jesus came to restore the kingdom of God, this place where God, what God wants done is done, and that was 2,000 years ago, I mean, why is everything still so messed up? I mean, why is COVID-19 still around? I mean, I was just out of the country. Why did I see massive poverty firsthand? Why, just a few weeks ago, did I have to be in an intensive care unit with a father and two kids as they watched their 40-something mom and his wife die of cancer? Why did I have to hug a mother last week after she told me she lost her baby who only lived a few days? Those aren't things God desires. They're not a part of God's kingdom. And you have your own questions, right? You have your own questions. See, this is a tension that we all feel. The sense that things are not as they should be. And here's why. It's because in the story, we're in the in-between place. The kingdom is both now. Yes, Jesus has come, but it's also not yet. It's not yet fully realized. Yes, the kingdom is now. And so we catch glimpses of it. When someone finds their way back to God and is baptized and they they experience forgiveness and redemption, we get little glimmers of hope and goodness shining in the darkness. When a small group of people sacrifice and they rally around a hurting family, I mean, those are the moments we look at it and go like, okay, everything in the world is as it should be. But the kingdom is also not yet. Not everything is the way God wants it to be. And the truth is the kingdom won't be fully restored until King Jesus returns and ushers in what he calls a new heaven and a new earth. And we're gonna talk about that next week, so make sure you return. Because see, for now, you and I, we live in the in-between. Do you get it? We live in the in-between. And what you and I need to understand is the not yet The not yet, that's the mission that God has invited us to join. He's invited us to join Jesus in his mission of bringing more of heaven to earth in the in-between, the kingdom of God. See, that's why here at Community, our mission is to help people find their way back to God. And yes, there's three components to that. It means reaching people far from God. But it also means restoring God's dream for this world. Not just getting people from earth to heaven, and we do that but also bringing heaven here to earth. This is the mission, and we're a part of that. And not only do we reach and restore, but we also do that 
through reproducing. We reproduce that mission as in many places and as among as many people as we possibly can. All of that together is the mission Jesus calls us to during this now and not yet time of the kingdom. Okay, so as Christ followers living in the middle, here we are between the now and the not yet, part of the story. What are we to do? What are we to do in this in-between time? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Well, here's a hint, all right? Here's a hint. You ready for this? This is what we do. We need to remember, remember how the story ends, okay? We need to remember how the story ends. Let me, I'm curious, work with me on this. Do you, do you have any people in your life who maybe they come to you and they'll say something like, hey, I got some really important news. And then they wanna tell you this whole long story before they finally tell you the important news. <laughs> you got anybody in your life like that? I mean, I love them, but I hate that. I mean, if someone tells me, hey, I got some really important news, I just tell them, what's the news? Just skip to the end. <laughs> you can fill me in all the details later. And I know they mean well, uh, but I don't need the deleted scenes. I'm not interested in the director's cut. I just need to know, is it good news? Is it bad news? I mean, did I win the lottery? Is somebody in the hospital? What is this really important news? I just need to know the news. Because if not, if I, don't, if I don't know how the story ends, if I don't know the news here, I'm gonna get lost in the middle of the story, which is what happens to many of us as followers of Jesus. We're lost in this middle time. So as followers of Jesus, know this. We know how the story ends. And it ends with good news. Let me remind you how the story ends. This is from Revelation. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth, it passed away. There was no longer any sea. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people. And he's gonna dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them. And he will be their God. And look what he's gonna do. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And here's how the story ends. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more mourning. Have you had to go to a funeral lately? None of that. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more pain. The old order, all of that, anything that hurts that you felt recently, it's all passed away. See, in the end, we're gonna be with God as a part of his kingdom community and everything will be made right. That's how the story ends. And since followers of Jesus, we know how the story ends. What we do, we have the privilege and we have the responsibility, I would say, to do two things. Here they are. Number one, we proclaim this not yet. We tell others, hey, here's how the story ends. And then secondly, we live it. We live the end of the story right now, in the now. We're called to proclaim this kingdom community and then live as this kingdom community in this in-between time. Well, how do you actually do that? Here's how we do it. We look at the truths in the Bible about how the story's gonna end, what life in the kingdom of God is like when the kingdom's fully restored, and then we live that way right now. For example, for example, in Galatians chapter three, the apostle Paul tells us that in the kingdom, 
There's neither Jew nor Gentile. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. See, in the not yet, it's saying, there will be no discrimination based on race. In the not yet, there will be no such thing as those in power and others who are disempowered. In the not yet, there'll be no inequity based on gender. See, in God's kingdom, we will be one. We're all just God's children. That's how the story ends. So here's what we do. As followers of Jesus, we proclaim that this is how it's supposed to be and how it's gonna be one day. And so right now, we live it right now. In our homes, we live like that. In our neighborhoods, we live like that. In our workplaces and in our church, we live like that. We live it out in the here and now. You see, it's why Community Cares has 15 different teams that you can join to address things like poverty and education and incarceration and racial reconciliation. It's why we do things like our Christmas gift mart. This is our 19th year. We're gonna partner with 10 local schools and we're gonna give away $150,000 worth of toys to parents for them with dignity to give to their kids. Why do we do that? Because we know how the story ends. We know that in God's kingdom, there's not gonna be any poverty. And what God wants done is for every kid to have a Christmas. And what I love is through our Christmas gift mart, you get to help establish God's kingdom now. It's why we do community freedom our outreach to local prisons. We plant churches in prisons and we make it possible for you to join our letter writing team with those that are incarcerated. Why do we do that? Because we know how the story ends. We know that in God's kingdom that everybody gets another chance. And so through community freedom, you can help establish God's kingdom now. And understand, these are not things we do as to kind of pat ourselves on the back as do-gooders, no. What it is, is this is an invitation for you to join us in living out what it means to be the kingdom of God in this in-between time of the story. I mean, just look around the world. You know things are not right. We know it's not as it should be. And again, it's because we're living in this place in between, between here and there. And we will not give up working to establish God's kingdom. Not ever, never. War and peace, rich and poor. Justice and prejudice, remembered and forgotten. This isn't right. This can't be right. Now and not, not yet. yet. When we look around, we see the bad. bad. We see the hate. We see the frustration. frustration. We see the not rightness of the world around us. Now, now and, and not yet. yet. We can't help thinking there must be more. This can't be all there is. Broken, hurting people. Now and not yet. Systems of oppression. Now and not yet. Hate and anger. Now and not yet. But I know there's more. I know of a kingdom, kingdom where things are made whole, where people are known, where there are no divisions and where love is common. Not, not yet. yet. I know of a place where injustice does not reign, where the walls of religiosity have crumbled, where compassion has no bounds and where indifference has no hold. Not 
Here's the secret that shouldn't be a secret. That place isn't retained for the great by and by. I don't have to wait for one glad morning when this life is over. No, I've been called. No, we have been assigned to embody the kingdom here and now. Now. It can happen here. It's supposed to happen here. God's kingdom is designed to be embodied here by us. Everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another now. Okay, God, but love is messy. It's demanding, demanding, and yet it is so, so captivating. Love not only defines God, but but he proves God now. now. So I guess we're stuck. Stuck in the restlessness of the now and not yet. The reality that things are not as they should be, yet appointed with a directive to make them right. Now. Now. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Now. Now. Where there is despair, let me sow hope. Now. Now. Where there is racism, let me sow reconciliation. Now. Now. Where there is disparity, let me sow equality. Now. Now. Where there is darkness, let me sow light. Now. Now. We don't have to wait. We will amplify the voices of the marginalized, the oppressed, and the hurting. That doesn't need to be a now and not yet. We can can be be the the now. now. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. Let's live into the now. Now of the now and not yet kingdom. Now. Now. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there's despair, Let me sow hope. Where there's racism, let me sow reconciliation. Where there's disparity, let me sow equality. And where there's darkness, let me sow light. That's who I want to be. that's, That's who I want our church to be. That's who God is asking you and me to be. But I also have to tell you, there are a lot of challenges to this kingdom work. There are powers and principalities actively working against the kingdom. Sometimes it's even us. And sometimes it's dark forces that want to manipulate us and use us. See, see, not everyone who heard Jesus proclaim, the kingdom of God is near, there in the synagogue was amazed. Some were actually threatened. And those that were mostly threatened were mostly religious leaders and political leaders. I'm telling you, watch out for them. They didn't want to lose their power. They didn't want to lose their prestige. They didn't want to lose their influence. So they actually tried to kill him. As we wrap up, I want to talk to you about a very real challenge for us today in living out this vision of a kingdom community. And I'm going to ask you to just kind of buckle up. Um, Here's what I see. What I see is that many of us, both in the church and outside the church, are way more invested in a political vision for our world than we are a Jesus kingdom vision. And what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna take a little bit of a risk. I'm gonna gonna risk offending everyone in hopes of getting everyone to follow Jesus, Jesus only. So here it goes, and I'll tell you what, do not turn me out, do not tune me out until you hear the whole thing, until I get done. I think some of us 
are way more invested in our conservative political ideology than we are a kingdom vision. And in fact, we're being discipled by conservative media. And so when a, the kingdom vision of the Bible, right here, doesn't match what uh, Tucker Carlson and Fox News proclaim, we try to take and make the kingdom match our political, our conservative political views. And I'm telling you, a conservative political vision, it's gonna fall way short of Jesus' kingdom community. And I'm telling you, that story will not end well. But equally wrong, and please hear me, equally wrong, is that some of us are way more invested in our progressive and even liberal political ideology than we are a kingdom vision. And we're being discipled by progressive media. And so when the kingdom vision of the Bible here doesn't match what uh, a Rachel Maddow and MSNBC proclaim, we try to twist and make the kingdom match our progressive views. And a progressive political vision will also fall way short of King Jesus and his kingdom community. And I'm telling you, that story will not end well. And, and here, honest to goodness, here's what keeps me up at night as your pastor. Some of us are being discipled more by the Epic Times or the New York Times than we are by what this book actually teaches us. And so when we're confronted with the truth of the kingdom, what can happen if we're not careful? We can become like the people who are listening to Jesus in the synagogue, and it says they actually wanted to throw his kingdom vision and him off the cliff. So hear me. Please hear me on this. Jesus did not come proclaiming a progressive or a conservative vision for our life and community. We are called. We are called to submit and to surrender to Jesus and his ways of his kingdom community. Here's my simple challenge to every one of you. And I hope you'll go with me on this. Will you join me and submit all you are to following Jesus and proclaiming the not yet of his kingdom community and living it out in the here and now, in this in-between time where we find ourselves? And if you're willing, if you're willing to make that commitment, I'm gonna ask you to join me in just a minute here by saying these words out loud, these words of Jesus out loud. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want you to know, I am all in for Jesus. I want this church to be all in for Jesus. And the question is, are you? And I would love right now, all four expressions of our church to respond out loud, wherever you are. Because I believe, I think the world is, is yearning and aching for a group of people, a church who will genuinely and totally surrender and submit themselves to Jesus and this prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And if you're all in with me on this, say this prayer. It's on the screen there. Just say it on the count of three, out loud. All right, here we go on the count of three. This is a commitment time. One, two, three. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'll tell you one more time, one more time, like you're trying to get God's attention, right? I want him to hear our commitment to this. On the count of three, one, Two, three, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven.